But I appreciated this quote from Gandhi where he talked about if you try to do something new in this world or show a different way or do something different, you're going to be ignored. And if you keep it up, you're going to be laughed at. If you keep it up and keep driving forward, you're going to be yelled at and screamed at. And if you keep driving forward and keep going, then they will join you. And, and that kind of in a nutshell was those 10 years of, of like the infancy, the development, learning extreme amount about business and people and attitudes and, and manufacturing. And That's Army veteran Joe Meish talking about his 10-year struggle bringing his product to market, the Temple Massager. Coming up next a Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. My good friend and fellow veteran Bob Eulen has come out with his new book titled Transitions 2.0. This is the best book for any transitioning veteran. Check out Transitions 2.0 at veteranonthemove.com slash transitions. All right, Joe Meisch, welcome to Veteran on the Move. I look forward to hearing about your phenomenal business idea and how you got into entrepreneurship. But before we do that, take us back and tell us what you did in the Army. Hi, Joe. Thanks a lot for having me today on your show. Appreciate it. Um, I was a combat engineer in the Army Reserve Guard with uh, TDY stints for 13 years. And, um, you know, never was deployed in combat, but um, did my 13 years, enjoyed the heck out of it. And like everybody else is a veteran, you, you probably got a love-hate relationship with it. So that was pretty much it uh, as far as the military goes. And uh, that, you know, I actually credit everything in my business to my military experience. Um, I, who knows what you could have done, done without it, but I'm grateful for my military experience to a high degree. And I believe that that served me extremely well transitioning into business for sure. Awesome. Well, so tell us a little bit about what your your transition was like as you as you left after doing that for thirteen years. Well, um, when I initially got out my ETS, I really was you know wanting to be done with the military. So it went from giving stuff away, boots and whatever uniforms and stuff not really wanting to be affiliated with the military anymore. And then, I don't know, 10 years goes by or something. And, um, I get this idea for a massager for my head and face because I start carrying stress in my jaw, my lower jaw, and it ached really bad. And I'm walking around actually before I even got out, this is happening. Um, it was just from stress, but I held it in my jaw muscles and then I would get migraine headaches from all that muscle tension. I'm sure the army had nothing to do with that. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I actually, before I even was out, I was tinkering with the idea. Um, and so I get out and I'm floating around just working and trying to figure things out. Um, 
And then this whole temple massager thing was kind of like sitting there. And, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, frankly, green behind the ears to the max. And I start realizing how difficult it is to bring a product to the market. Um, and about this time, you know, which was like, I think 2000, I got out in 2000 ETS in 2000. So about 2004 or five, I start getting serious with this idea for the temple massager because I'm experiencing all this stress in my lower jaw. And again, it would lead to headaches and it was tension based headaches, tension based migraines. And then, um, because it's so difficult to get a product to the market, let alone get a patent, I kind of started re-embracing my, my military culture, if you will. And just that kind of allowed me to be really focused and put the blinders on and be mission oriented. And I found myself re-embracing my military career. And um, that was a key to helping me absorb the terrain of the business environment. And so then I, I went through and got a patent. It came through. That was a battle, but I got it. And then going into bringing a product to the market is a whole nother challenge that's very difficult. Uh, I guess statistics say that you have an 80% failure rate for new business. But when you get a patent, you only have a 25% chance of getting a patent. So I got the patent. And then I'm looking at, yeah, I mean, basically 75% fail, right? So I was excited to find out that I I made the cut, right? Right. So um, getting that, you know, a patent looks great on your wall until you do something with it. And that means bringing it to the market. So you got to find a need in our society somewhere around the world that's going to you know, you're going to fill that previously unmet need. So there's a whole mountain of information and problems and details to, to deal with going to the market. And I was just outclassed, frankly, and outgunned and and out budgeted and and the underdog. So I had a lot, I saw the lay of the land and it really made me frustrated and it was very difficult. And, you know, about that time, my former supervisor was KIA in Iraq. That kind of jogged a memory and process because uh, a soldier that I was with when I was 20 years old training at Camp Roberts, California, with the Army Reserve, he drowned. And I couldn't save him. And uh, I, I think Mike's death in 2000 triggered a little bit of a downward spiral. I wouldn't be afraid to admit it because I kind of started reflecting on the fact that I couldn't save Curtis and it was brutal and I had really treated myself poorly. At the same time, this whole temple massager thing is there. And um, I just kind of came to this realization, man, you serve with two guys that gave all. So what are you going to do? What do you have to give just short of giving all? And I knew that my device was helping me with my jaw pain, my headaches. And so I was like, well, <laughs> I know there's other people that deal with stress. So um, I just committed to giving it away. And so I literally got a hold of a friend of mine that happened to be a recruiter in Maryland. 
and I expressed myself to him and, and he's, I said, who do you know at Walter Reed? Well, he just got somebody a job at Walter Reed and they linked me up with a PTS ward. This is back in 2007. And yeah. they looked at a sample and they said they'd love to have some. And so that began 10 years worth of giving my device away to service members and veterans. And I wow. still donate three to this day. They use my devices in the resiliency clinic, the chaplain's office, and behavior health. And so I work through the warrior family coordination cell at Walter Reed. So that was kind of the infancy of my transition. Took a while. You know, obviously it involves a lot of emotion and re-embracing my military career. Yeah. And it, you know, the other thing is I didn't have money. You know, I mean, the money I did have was from construction and I paid for my first mold. It was like $12,000. And then I started giving it away, you know, but forget the dream of selling it. You know, you're, you're just going to back down a little bit and let's just give them away because I was getting stopped every, every turn you make in the business world. There's a shark. <laughs> There's someone who wants to yep. eat your ass up. Yep. And they don't care if you sink or swim. And, you know, this is ugly, but I'm going to say it. And I've said it before. A lot of these business people were like, um, oh, we don't want you giving it away if we join forces with you. You know, if we invest in you, we want you to make it in China. And uh, God bless the people of China, man. And if I was in China, I'd want my product made in China. Well, I'm not. I'm in the United States. So, you know, you get rats coming from, obviously. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I decided to give it away. I committed to that point to honor my two friends and Walter Reed jumped on it and they're using it through the donations. And because I gave it away, it started leading to feedback. And um, so like I was saying, the money thing, I, I don't know that I would have made the same decisions if I had an investor or if I was from uh, a family that had money. Right. So I, kind of along the way started reading like quotes from people throughout our history. And, uh, one of them, not that I'm comparing myself to anybody, but I appreciated this quote from Gandhi where he talked about, if you try to do something new in this world or show a different way or do something different, you're going to be ignored. And if you keep it up, you're going to be laughed at. If you keep it up and keep driving forward, you're going to be yelled at and screamed at. And if you keep driving forward and keep going, then they will join you. And, and that kind of in a nutshell was those 10 years of, of like the infancy, the development, learning extreme amount about business and people and attitudes and, and manufacturing and and so that was kind of the infancy of it and why I gave it away. And, and, uh, it was brutal. <laughs> There's holes in my drywall from punching the wall. Just, <laughs> you know, oh, you're, dealing, <laughs> you're dealing with forces you can't, you don't know how to deal with. And again, I seriously started re-embracing my military culture. I would literally pull out some FM manuals and just start reading my soldier's manual, my survival manual. I kept a lot of books. I, I, when I say I gave stuff away, I did, but I, I kept a lot of FM manuals. Yeah. Awesome. So that was kind of the beginning of the whole story. So, so Joe, take us back a little ways. 
and tell us how you came up with the idea for the temple massager. Okay, so like I said, I was dealing with facial muscle tension in my jaws and it would ache. And I'd find myself, you know, basically poking and prodding my jaws with my thumbs and my hands. And then one day I went to, this is way back in like 97, I went to an Allman Brothers concert and I had a damn good time. And on the way home, I noticed like the headlights from the oncoming traffic on the highway was killing my eyes. And my sunglasses were on the top of my head. And I just thought, you know, maybe they're pinching back behind my ears and that might be helping with the headache. So pull them off. And I actually think I was putting them on and off because the glare was so bad. I was actually putting my sunglasses on at night, uh, not because my future was that bright, but because the glare of the headlight <laughs> bugging me. <laughs> and um, the rainmakers. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> So as I'm going kind of back and forth, the, the part of the glasses that usually would rest behind your ear was coming across my temple and by my eye. And it, it just was this, oh, that feels good. Or, you know, so I literally was holding the middle of the sunglasses between the, the lenses and kind of massaging lightly around my eyes uh, on the, you know, each edge of my eye. And the, the tension went away and I, it just felt better. And at that moment, it was like, wow, I'm going to buy a temple massager tomorrow. I was still at Sonoma State University, uh, still in the Army Engineers, Combat Engineers, 579th Engineer Battalion, Petaluma, California, great unit. And, um, of course, nobody had invented it at that point. So that was kind of the, the legs behind coming to an innovative moment, uh, an entrepreneurial moment, that aha moment. You know, in my case, I don't know that the light bulb went on as maybe a few sparks came out of it. And that was probably the inception of coming up with the device. And then from that moment on, it was sketches and, you know, melting plastic in ovens and trying to shape it up how I thought it would look. It's real fundamental and, and that was the inception of the idea itself. Wow, that's incredible. Hey, Joe, that's a good stopping point. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Army veteran Bob Eulen knows the struggles veterans face in the transition process and has dedicated his post-retirement years to helping veterans successfully transition into the civilian sector. His new book, Transitions 2.0, is one of the best books for any veteran facing the transition process. You can find Transitions 2.0 at VeteranOnTheMove.com slash Transitions. Also, Bob Ewan is the Chairman and CEO of the Center for Transitional Leadership. CTL seeks to assist and empower Armed Forces personnel during their transition from military service to private sector employment with particular focus on helping military men and women position themselves to be sought-after candidates in the civilian workforce. I have the pleasure of serving on the board of directors for CTL, and you can check out the CTL website by going to veteranonthemove.com slash CTL. All right, back talking with Joe Meisch, the inventor of the Temple Massager. So Joe, you, you've, you've been through, you, you took us through uh, at times an emotional struggle of bringing your product to market. You, you've told us where the idea came from. 
explain to us how you actually physically got started and made the first couple and the mold and, and all that and, how, and the process you went through. So once I will say graduated from getting the idea out of my head and off of paper and constructed some crude prototypes, I literally hit the phone book and uh, searching online for, for manufacturers, prototypers. And, you know, for anybody that's thinking about doing this, inventing a product, I, I firmly encourage people to, to you know, be in, inventive, especially if you're a military uh, veteran. You've got skill sets above most civilians. Um, so be careful when you're looking at these guys that are prototypers and they're going to help you bring your idea to market. A lot of them are, man, I hate to say it. They're just up to no good. They want your money. They don't care if you sink or swim. So I found a guy. Uh, locally in up in Northern California where I live. And it turns out he's an air force veteran and I sit down with them and I show him my joke of a prototype and I explain to him, you know, my trajectory and what I'm aiming to, what my objective is. And if it's helping me, you know, I think it'll help other people. So he helped me construct, uh, through another company, some prototypes. So we've got these great composite prototypes. And from that, I start playing with it. And obviously, that's the time where you want to make changes and you want to prove it. You want to, you know, get rid of any perceived deficiencies and and, uh, make it the best. So from that, I I committed right about that same time. I actually got my patent after a four year, four month battle. And then at that point, I committed to my first set of molds. And so, you know, that's kind of scary because you're like, all right, well, I hope I got this nailed because once you make the mold outside of small modifications, that's it. If it don't work, you just bought yourself a $12,000 anchor. So we did it and it came out and uh, that's when I started giving it away, like I said before. And um, that first product, you know, as it turned out, was still a prototype because from I, I learned from that device and actually it was service members and veterans that helped me tremendously. So like I said, I was giving these away because of, you know, forces at work against me and, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, that feedback I got helped direct me to make a better uh, version and improve it. And so I always like to say, you know, yeah, I did this idea and I got the patent, but you know what? It was service members and veterans around the world that I would send them to. They gave me feedback, ideas, constructive criticism, comments, questions, concerns. And I shaped the device after that. And so I, I'm, I'm proud and happy to say that you know, there's a lot, a lot of veterans and service members that have their hands on helping me with this. They may not even know it, but I'm, I'm giving props out to my brothers and sisters. Um, they helped me by, get, by taking their time to give me feedback. And That's so. Awesome. It, you know, find if you're thinking about doing this, find out a good, solid person that isn't putting the money up front. You know, like if they're concerned about the money too much, man, they're probably not going to serve your best interests. So that was kind of the manifestation stage, if you will. Get it yeah. off of paper, my head, out of a prototype and into my first – in the business world, it's your VIP, your, your viable initial product. So that was my VIP. Okay. And so that, that was it, you know, um, pretty fundamental. And how many – tweaks and iterations have there been over how many years there's been so what when i got the device like manufactured my first set of molds you know i knew it could be better and there were things like i wanted to make it adjustable well i didn't have the money 
to make it adjustable because you start adding features. That's big bucks in machining and metalworking. And, and it's, oh, you want to have a, a adjustable turnbuckle? Well, you got to make either go buy one online that exists already or you make a custom one. Well, that means two new molds. Well, those molds are pricey as hell. So um, long story short on that process, I'm on my third version now. And it's the best one I got. And yeah. uh, so, and it's an amazing thing because you're like, wow, who do you turn to for advice? Well, there's nobody out there, man. Nobody's done this before. So, you know, as it turns out, I, I'm, I got this biomedical tool because people start telling me it changes their attitude. And so, you know, like I said, I got all the feedback from donating from so many people and the manufacturing process I'm going through a learning curve on, which is great because I got this great understanding of it now. Um, the other side of the thing is you start getting feedback, medical feedback. I had to seek out PhDs from numerous universities and I'd say, hey, why am I getting this feedback? And then I would read my ass off at night after doing construction during the day and I'd read medical literature. And then I started slowly started to see medical recommendations and literature for the relief and prevention of headaches, bruxism, and TMD to keep the facial muscles relaxed. And to accommodate that relaxed state, you should massage them. Well, this is important. At that moment, I kind of realized why my product was helping. Because it's a tool of efficiency. When I hold my arms up to massage my face and jaws, I'm engaging my entire shoulders, half of my neck, all of my arms, my hands, and when you push inwards, that involves your, your chest muscles, your pecs. So you add all that musculature up and you're engaging over 400 times the muscles that are in your face that you're trying to relax. So at that moment, I kind of was like, wow, I got a tool of efficiency. It saves my energy and muscle engagement to the tune of about 60 to 70%. So in other words, my tool is doing the job that my arms and shoulders were doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you got to hold it with one hand. And if you prop a pillow under your arm and you sit in a chair, very little energy is needed to use my device. Therefore, your shoulders, arms, and neck muscles are disengaged. Now we're into relaxing. So then I kind of start stumbling upon brain chemistry. And I work with some doctors at Stanford that were very open-minded. And this guy, Dr. Mark Abramson, expresses to me, Joe, I think your device is triggering brain chemistry and it's triggering the relaxation response. And that's the opposite of the stress response. The stress response is adrenaline and cortisol. Well, the relaxation response is like when you're getting a massage from somebody else, your brain receives that tactile stimulation and you, it, your brain produces more dopamine and endorphins. And then that led me to, you know, I'm like, wow, brain chemistry. Great. Like, like I know about all that, you know, I mean, I studied geography and I was in the army. So again, going after resources, reading, going after PhDs in, in universities. Um, and they start telling me, Hey, your thing might be triggering brain chemistry. So I'm like, okay, well, it started off with headaches and the physiology, the musculature, and then it leads to this brain chemistry thing. So along with part and parcel with the manufacturing, the engineering, the figuring it out, the trying to determine what plastics were best. Now you're going to add brain chemistry onto this. Great. Okay. Well, whatever. I served with two guys that gave all I'm not giving up period. And it's just ended right there. And I kept charging forward. Wow. That's awesome. 
So in the beginning, actually for quite a while, you were just giving it away. But yeah. are you to the point where you're you're able to sell it? Yes. So today I'm on my third version. So it's Temple Massager 3.0. <laughs> and I'm selling them online. And um, I actually uh, sold some to the state of California Developmental Hospital because they were looking at it for, believe it or not, autism calming. Really? And yeah, because of that brain chemistry thing, that tactile stimulation triggering the relaxation response, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of came from Walter Reed feedback stating, Joe, your product's acting as a drug-free distractor. Mm. Oh, okay. So what are the other distractors? Opioids. Okay, great. Well, we know what that is. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, so yeah, I'm selling them. I sell them online. Um, and just while we're talking about selling them, um, for the veteran community, caregiver community, service member community, um, feel free to share this code of one, the percent sign and the word served, one percent served all together, one word, and that gives veterans and service members, I think, thirty percent off or uh, something like that. So, because I want to give you know my brethren uh, the best price, and I still donate to this day. Um, I was at a stand down up in Lakeport and, and um, I work with the California veterans of foreign wars. They bought a bunch of them to give them to uh, veterans that are at risk, uh, homeless veterans. And so I'm still donating um, and um, I am selling, you know, but nobody knows I'm out there. Um, so anyway, that's kind of brings us up to that point of the story. And if you're ready, uh, Ask more questions, but I'm I'm anxious to tell you where we're at today with the big news. Yeah, let's hear the big news. Okay, so um, I, you know, you got a cold call if you're in business. It sucks. I hate it. Nobody likes it. And you guys sit on your ass and fight getting fat <laughs> and push out. <laughs> you know, you have to push out. Nobody else is going to push out for you. And everybody in business knows that. You know. So I, I call and I call and I call unbelievable amounts of logbooks I have over the years. And um, sometimes I go back through my old paperwork, like three, four, five months back. Like you have to make a list of what you're going to do. You're, you're in charge, man. You're creating something completely brand new the world's never seen before. Guess what? There's nobody to hand you a to-do list. It doesn't exist, man. You're going to create it. So when I'm out of answers or ideas, I go back through and I mine old data or information of contacts. And I see this one contact, uh, DVBIC defense and veterans brain injury center. I can't even remember calling them hmm. and I express myself to them and really long story short, they end up inviting me to submit an abstract for their, uh, TBI conference, traumatic brain injury. And then I get a notice and they say they accepted it and I'm supposed to be down there to present it at Palo Alto VA. In the polytrauma center where they have a TBI conference. Yeah. So that was a, that was the first real time abstract I'd ever written. The other ones were in college and didn't mean much, obviously. So I go down there and I meet these, all these doctors and brain scientists and VA doctors. And, and, uh, then they invite me back to present to the directors of Stanford school of medicine, brain injury center, defense and veterans brain injury center, Palo Alto VA Polytrauma Center. And there was eight people there. And I, I showed them, talked to them, expressed myself to them. And then they say, thanks for coming in. Goodbye. 
And then, I don't know, it was months later, they said, we want to look at your device in a pilot study. So I was awarded a pilot study where they're looking at the, right now they're looking at the device for mild to moderate traumatic brain injury, chronic tension headaches, because my device is non-invasive and drug-free. And so that, that places me in a category. That category, medically speaking, regarding military VA is CAM therapy. C-A-M, complementary alternative medicine. That's strictly defined as yoga, meditation, aromatherapy, massage, and acupressure. Wow. What my device delivers three of those five. So I'm kind of starting to stumble into things now, if you will, because of the work ethic that I forced myself to do. Because when I started walking away from it, because I wanted to go to a party or, or, or go out with a girlfriend or go to a show, I said, no, I'm staying home and yeah, I'll be by myself. I don't give a shit. And you start getting viscerally angry because you start detecting that you're onto something. You start shutting down the rest of your life. And I don't, I don't give a shit about the rest of my life at times. I'm committed to the nth degree. And so um, I got invited to that and then I, they accepted it. And then out of the blue... I get an invitation from Stanford School of Medicine Neuroscience Conference, and they said, we'd like you to submit an abstract to our up-and-coming neuroscience conference. This was almost a year ago, and I couldn't believe it, and uh, I, it wasn't a scam. It was legit. You know, <laughs> it's good to be, true. be careful. So I, I went down to Stanford School of Medicine, presented it, and um, – so then that was huge. And then out of the blue, I get another invitation to present my abstract to Stanford Medical X, Stanford Med X, which I think next September I'm going to be presenting it there. So out of that, you know, so they're doing the pilot study right now. And because I work with veterans, predominantly combat veterans that are dealing with stress injury, stress anxiety, PTS. Those are the people that I want to work with the most closely because they're the ones that are going to benefit the most of my products. So that's where I'm at with that. Right. Well, I keep seeing information, people telling me, hey, Joe, your, your product helps in this way or that way. So I actually contacted uh, San Francisco VA and there's a director of behavior health there that invited me into his office. And I said, look, this is where it come from. This is where it's at. Here's why I made it this way, that way. And, and by the way, Palo Alto VA, well, he's talking to Palo Alto VA now. And they're thinking about extend, expanding the footprint of the pilot studies to San Francisco VA now, which is incredible. And keep in mind, you know, this is a biomedical tool. We're talking about altering brain chemistry. Uh, that's the psychological side of the effects. And we're talking about the physiology, which goes to stimulating the musculature they're kind of tied into the same stimulating the musculature sends brain signals through the tactile stimulation to get the brain chemistry going. So they're kind of one of the same, but, but they're still a little different. And so now I'm on the verge of having uh, expanded the pilot study to San Francisco VA. So I keep on, I, I constantly read multiple sources of information, even stuff I don't understand like medical literature and I start hearing about the opioid problem. Of course, everybody has. It's all over the place. You can't help but know it or know somebody that's tied up in that addiction. Mm -hmm. So because I heard this information from Stanford School of Medicine that your product may be triggering the relaxation response, 
that ties into the drug-free distractor feedback from Walter Reed. My product's been used in combat in Afghanistan. I've got combat commanders writing in letterhead stating the product acted as a natural form of combat stress relief on Army letterhead. I start putting all this together and I'm going, wow, man, I guess I got a psychological tool of some kind too. What a trip. Yeah. So I contact a methadone clinic in Richmond, California. And I talked to the medical director and I said, look, I am on a hypothesis here. I'm taking a wild guess, but here's who I'm working with, why I'm working with them and who they are, where they are. And if my device is triggering the relaxation response to produce more dopamine, well, that's the body's natural opioid. So if somebody is committed to getting off of heroin, opioids, or buprenorphine, and they're going through relapse uh, prevention, well, why not have a little tool that you just use wherever you are, whenever you want, called a temple massager to maybe help trigger the brain chemistry to get you through that rough patch where you're about to start using again? And they invited me in. And I sat with the whole medical team. <laughs> in this really bad, ugly neighborhood and nobody cares, Richmond, California. And they right now are looking at my device. I donated 10 for opioid, heroin, and buprenorphine relapse prevention, and they're collecting data. Now, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm not, I don't want to misguide anybody and telling them that I got some new cure magic wand. But, you know, when you meet with the medical director and the counselors and the program director, and they're all sitting there listening. You're using the device. I insisted they use the device. So they're, use, they're looking at collecting data on the device for relapse prevention for those three uh, agents, if you will, which is incredible. And yeah. that was kind of a guess on my part. So you're like on, you're potentially, you know, on the edge of uh, going large. It's nerve wracking, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Success is scary, isn't it? It could be weird, you know. I mean, I, an average day and doing construction is pretty stress-free. You're going to have your little ups and little downs. Man, doing what I'm doing with temple massager is extremes. And I handle stress pretty well. But after a number of years going through, you know, 45-degree drops and gains, you're like, oh, my God, I'd love to be back on a construction job where it's kind of, you know what to expect. It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but just the extreme of this entrepreneur thing, it can be tough and demanding on you. So, but I'm here. It's all good. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Well, the difference is I heard it on a podcast the other day, a buddy, a guy was talking to a buddy he'd grown up with and the guy that was talking about telling the story had gone, you know, corporate business world and his buddy had gone kind of a skilled labor type job. And he said to his buddy, man, I, I always wanted to ask you, man, don't take offense to this, but how do you do that? I don't understand how you can do that, man. You, you're out there working your body. You're outside, the hot, the cold, all day long, you know, working hard, sweating. I, I just don't know how you've been able to do it all these years. And, and his buddy looks at him and goes, that's kind of funny because I was going to ask you the same thing. I don't understand how you could be in an office or a cube farm all day long dealing with that stuff. He said, because the difference, and this is the la- the skilled labor guy saying this. Yeah. The difference between, see, when you go to work all day long, they own your mind. So I may have to work my body all day, but I own my own thoughts and own my mind. And the guy that was telling the story was like totally floored. He's like, Oh my God, you're exactly right. He goes, I never made the connection that the the reason people 
in the in the corporate world and in office environments can be so miserable is because their their minds are maxed out and occupied all the time. And then a lot of these skilled labor job folks, it, granted it it's hard work, but it's mentally not they're they're not mental stress grenades all day long like like yeah, people in the office are you know so i think it's a lot of what you're experiencing i'm going through both of those uh slices of life right now i'm doing both i'm still every time i talk to an investor i don't think a lot of people have told me they don't want to talk to you joe because they don't get what you're doing brain chemistry you know and 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 medical and it's and i've had a lot of investors tell me um, we don't want to go through medical because it's too hard. And I'm like, fool, I do construction. I was a combat engineer in the army. I take pride in that shit. Yeah. You tell me you're afraid of work means you can't stand within five free to me. Cause I don't want you sucking out my work ethic by being a coward and afraid of work. Don't admit that to me. That's cheap. I don't <laughs> want to see you or know you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> So I, I'm not invested, in, and I've even had some investors tell me, oh, you can't talk to us like that. And I'm like, sorry, brother, but is there an echo in here? I think I just did. <laughs> you know, and then they do shit like, oh, well, uh, you know, time to bring the smart guys in on this, Joe. I'm like, wow. If you think I'm going to let you pass on that insult, you're crazy, dude. Wow. You know, you were the smart guys. Your name would be on the patent, smart ass. So <laughs> – just in your mind, imagine a giant toilet flushing sound and, and looking down because you're gone, dude. You know, I mean, I'm laughing and it's hilarious. And, and, and I, I love I love your energy, but you're like the you're the uh, the stereotypical disgruntled veteran in the office environment. But you're exa- but you're, the thing is, you're exactly right. And you, you've you've got your teeth into the idea. You're not letting go. You've come this far. You're not going to let some. Some pansy come walking in and pass quick judgment on you or whatever, and, and dismiss them, you or your idea. And you know that's uh, that's what you have to deal with. I call them nine hundred dollars suit wearing punks. <laughs> and the nine hundred dollars suit's the best thing they got going. That's it. So yep. I'm I'm kind of talking loosely with a couple of guys. I'm trying to talk with veteran uh, oriented investors. Uh, kind of a double bottom line investor, you know, so, um, you know, I don't want to go on the negative. Let's, let's can the investor talk cause that's difficult and can be yeah, ugly. It's just, it's just one of those obstacles you got to deal with, but you know, there I'm, are good I'm ones out there. Good, so. If I get a positive pilot study, then that means I got a bona fide biomedical tool and I did it by myself with the help of Curtis and Mike driving me forward. And it was with the help of service members and veteran community. Those people have so much more cachet with me than any investor ever will. Without a doubt, I don't care about money. I mean, I could have sold out a long time ago, made my product in China, had distributors pushing that out everywhere, and I could be set. But it wasn't about the money to me. I'd rather do construction, bust my knuckles and my ass, knowing I'm doing the right thing and I'm helping service members and veterans and I'm honoring Curtis and Mike. Because if it wasn't for their motivation, I don't know that I would have done what I did. So I'm proud to be standing here on my own and everything's fine. Um, and uh, on a kind of a side note that's uh, positive, um, it's just really wild situation. Um, on my Temple Massager 3.0, I have this big handle now. And um, on that 3.0, you know, I've actually changed over. And um, this is the best product I got. 
and I actually borrowed from weapons technology. So the pistol grips of M4s and M16s are made of ballistic nylon. Yeah. That's what my product's made out of. And the handle, I kind of wanted it to feel a little bit like a pistol grip because um, I met with a lot of VA counselors and therapists and a lot of them telling me, you know, a lot of veterans hold guns for comfort, Joe. And because when you're in the military, you're trained to find safety and comfort in your weapon. And I get that. I remember that. You're married to it. You sleep with it. You eat with it. If you're separated from your weapon, that is a major problem. Yep. So I get that. And so, you know, regarding veteran suicide, um, when I've worked with a lot of veterans in different groups through veteran service organizations or wherever it was, um, I say, hey, look, here's my newest version 3.0. I actually borrowed from weapons technology to make this and I kind of tried to make the handle. So it was a killer little storage compartment for extra massage tips and things. But I also kind of envisioned it being feeling like a pistol grip. And so I can tell you what the PhDs are saying, the combat commanders are saying, what Walter Reed's saying, what veterans are saying. But here's what I got to tell you. If you think about using your using alcohol or a bottle of pills or a gun to hurt yourself or do yourself in, uh, I always tell guys and gals, I want you to think about, at least think about other people that care about you that may, you may not know. And I'm one of them. We don't know each other, but we're on the same team because we're vets. And so I'm begging you. I'm here right now in front of you. I'm begging you, man. Please grab one of my temple massagers. You know, when I go to these events, they're get, they're free. And so I donate when I can afford to. I'm not funded, so you know that comes and goes. But I tell them, I'm, look, man, I'm begging you to grab my my product instead of a gun or booze or, or whatever and feel it. it. It feels tough. It's strong. It kind of feels like a pistol grip a little bit. Find your comfort in that. You know, forget all these other things and hurt yourself. So just a slice of my emotion and, and caring for my community um, that's been brought into this. And that, again, that came from veterans and service members as well. And then – with that bigger handle, I kind of started thinking about artwork. Wow, I could put like Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, or Coast Guard, or whatever branch on there, or, or put names, or maybe put flowers on so females would like them or something. And uh, I ended up, in this really weird way, <laughs> talking with Warner Music and the Grateful Dead, the band. <laughs> and... I kind of started digging their music because it's mellow and, and I like I like guitars and, and rock and roll and they kind of shred a little bit. And I just kind of started appreciating the music and I call them and I get put in touch with Warner Music. And um, actually, it was Rhino Entertainment. And they, long story short, wrote me and they said, um, we'd like to talk to you about a contract. Um, are you going to continue to donate your device when you can afford to? And I said, yeah. The only time that's going to stop is when I'm dead. That's brought me everything to where I'm at. It's paved the way. It showed me the light. It gave me, the, it lit my path in the fog of the unknown. Donating lit my path through the help of service members and veterans. And of course, Curtis and Mike are always there. And so they gave me a free licensing agreement for Grateful Dead artwork to fundraise with. Really? So they're right, they're right about to give me another free licensing agreement. I'm waiting for the countersigned contract. And they're going to write my story of giving it away on uh, the Grateful Dead website, dead.net, to help me put it out there. So I'm going to charge a premium on the artwork, temple massagers, 
And that price point is going to afford me to donate a temple massager, just a standard temple massager to Walter Reed. So I contacted my, my POC at, at Warrior Family Coordination Cell. They're ready to just receive more. They said they love them. They're always ready and grateful to have more. And um, we're right about to do another Grateful Dead deal where they're going to put my story out there, hopefully generate some buzz. And um, the coordinator, Walter Reed, I, one day I just let that slip. And she was like, this is amazing. You're doing this on your own. And I said, well, you know, service members and veterans are helping me. You know, they're my brothers and sisters. So I'm not going to take full credit, but you know, I appreciate what you're saying. And I said, Commander Burke, you'd be surprised to know there's some really oddball things, people helping me. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, believe it or not, Warner Music and the Grateful Dead are helping me. And she laughed and she's like, that's incredible. And I said, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to donate some of those. But I think that people in the service these days are younger, like we all were. I don't think they get it or they'd want to deal with it. And she says, you know what? <laughs> Let me bring some over to the National Intrepid Center of Excellence. Because over there, um, there's uh, another class of people that are a little bit older. They get their health care there. And so um, she did. I sent her some Grateful Dead Temple Massagers. And they found their way to um, some special operator guys that were getting treatment. And they loved them. And she wrote me back and says, Joe, the, uh, those older guys actually really dug the Grateful Dead artwork. And it was great. And I thought to myself, wow, through all the hard work and the disappointment and disgusting stuff I've heard, seen and blasted my face on the brick wall gleefully to get through, um, that really warms my heart. And if you think about it, I took weapons technology and made it into healing technology with the ballistic nylon. And then this is hilarious to me. I love it. And, and it kind of is a bigger picture of America at large, how diverse we are. And I appreciate diversity. And that's part of why I serve, like where everybody serves, for everybody. I laced up and threaded the needle of complete counterculture iconography in the Grateful Dead. Total counterculture fabric of our society in America. And I sewed it together with military culture. Not conservative in the sense of politics, but conservative in the sense of military culture. And, you know, hearing guys tell me they liked them and they dug them, they thought they were great, tells me that I'm grateful, believe me, to my creator for all this, to sew together two counter culture or counterculture and, and military culture. We sewed those fabrics together through the temple massager. And so that kind of brings me a smile and I'm grateful for all that. And it's kind of wild too it's a little bit wild oh. west entrepreneur world you know yeah well hey joe man i think we'd go on for a couple more hours about this i wish we had more time but unfortunately <laughs> we're at the end of it now you said we can go to templemassager.com to see your product right yes sir and you said for anybody that's listening uh they there's a discount code they can enter and that's the numeral one the percent sign and then the word served so one percent served all together no space Yep. Yep. That's correct. Awesome. Okay. Well, Hey Joe, thanks for sharing your emotional motivating story. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing the, uh, the temple massager, the, the future and future success of the temple massager. But uh, I, you know what? I'm going to contact you if we get positive pilot studies. Um, Absolutely. And I'd love to let you know and keep you posted what's going on. This is all hot and heavy right now. I'm in the thick of it. So I'd love to be able to give you an update at some point here and maybe the next few months. 
You bet. I'd be glad to. All right, Joe. Well, for now, these two veterans are Oscar Mike. As you can tell from listening to the Veteran on the Move podcast, interviews are a great way to tell your story and spread the word about your business. If you would like to get booked as a podcast guest, I recommend Interview Valet. You can check out Interview Valet at veteranonthemove.com slash valet. Be sure to check out thrive15.com, the world's premier online education platform that helps entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs learn how to start or grow a successful business. Start your free 30-day membership by going to thrive15.com and use the promo code VETERAN. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.